honestly, like, like even though it, it, people think it's like stupid and dumb, but like unicorns, unicorns are dope, dude. Like oh, unicorns, yeah, for sure. unicorns are severely underrated, mythical, possibly real animal. I love unicorns <laughs> because, like, you think of a narwhal, right? Like, narwhal is a scary fucking looking thing. The why, like, why are unicorns perceived as as, as frilly or, or, or femi or whatever? Unicorns are dope. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we get into a different album and uh, we break it down. And uh, actually, that's not what we're doing this week. That's what we normally do. This week we're we're doing we're doing something a little bit lazier. Uh, we didn't really do a ton of research. Um, we're just kind of on the we're doing this on the cuff, off the cuff, off the cuff. Wait, what's the expression? Off the I cuff. I think it's I think it's off the cuff. Yeah, it's off the cuff. We're doing this off the cuff. We're we're just gonna try to have fun with it uh, because we're doing a compilation today. We don't do very many comps. Uh, we're doing Punkarama number six. While you're listening, go to <laughs> Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars. Uh, you know, uh, social media at Asinine Radio. Know, we have a Discord know. server. Psst, let us, dude, you're messing me up. I'm, I'm all over the place tonight. Pod talking is so hard for me today. And we have a phone number. Uh, give us a call, send us a text, uh, leave us a voicemail. Phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into uh, that. And... Uh, that's all I got for the intros. So, like I said, we're doing Punkarama Six. Came out in two thousand one, and uh, I don't know where. Where do you want to go from here, Jeff? Uh, <laughs> but, but, but. We haven't done something that's not structured in years. So, what was the last time we did do. something that was not structured? I'd, it had to have been before, when you're still living in California. Probably just like a, a Probably like a Dane episode. I feel like one of the, the, the that episode we did with the turtles, the Ninja Turtles. I feel like that was an instructional oh, episode. Oh yeah, yeah, might have been that. Why Cold did we War do with a turtles Justin. episode? I don't think we did a turtles episode. I thought we did like a. We talked a lot about like the the TMNT. We Dane. talked about it, but it wasn't dedicated because I think we were going to do one on the TV show, the Nickelodeon one, but we ended up not doing it. I know. I finished it, watching it, and you never finished. <laughs> I, did, I didn't it. finish it, yeah, even though it's a fantastic it. series. It is. It, it really is. I really uh, enjoy that. Oh, I don't like anything. Oh, oh. That's you. That's what you said. <laughs> That's what you just said right now. Literally. Literally. Okay. Well, like I'm just gonna go ahead and, and step in because you're struggling. Um, what spurred this whole thing was because we went to the Punk and Drublick Festival, and oh, it yes. was a, uh, a, a festival concert disaster that we went to yeah, out here, was, was, out here in the desert of Arizona. And that's what um, that's what like kind of spurred this whole this whole this whole gimmick thing that we've got going on here with like the the nineties punk and early two thousands punk here, and that festival was was no effects and then uh, me first and the Gimme Gimmies, Bouncing Souls, Lagwagon, Authority Zero, and then like two other bands I don't know, but yeah, the daytime was a, a beer fest, and like we've been to beer fest and I just, I don't really care I really don't care for the beer fest. Because there's a lot of waiting around for, for 
three ounces of beer. And when I'm at a festival, I'm not there to like sip and critique. I'm there to get drunk, like straight up. I'm there to get buzzed. I'm there to drink as much po- as much as possible in very little time as possible. I'm not there to yeah. like to think like, oh, the you know, insert any I kind of ta- douchey thing here. I, I could take taste the mosaic hops in this one. Yeah, exactly. I'm, that's yeah. not what I'm there for. I'm there to pound fucking beers because I want to <laughs> go in the pit and I want to have a good time. So we yeah, we yeah. we go to this festival and, and we've been to, we've been to like a hundred festivals. It, this we're no we're not new to festivals in any capacity, but yeah. this one this one fucked us up. This one fucked oh, us. Up. Course, <laughs> this yeah. one this one fucked this one took our lunch for sure. And we got there pretty much like fifteen minutes before the Bouncy Souls plays. We caught Bouncy Souls. We caught me first, and then we caught No Effects, which is really that's that's, that's all fine. that matters. I'm fine with that. I kind of wanted to see a little bit of Lagwagon, but only just so I could say, oh, I've seen Lagwagon. So really, I don't <laughs> care to see Lagwagon. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Bouncy Souls, we, we, we get our, our $10 beers, and you know, we have two options, of course, which is fucking weird. Like, Why does this festival only have two options of beers, an IPA and an IPA? Lager. No, were they both IPAs? I thought one, no one was a lager. What was the other one? It was church it music was and... Church music was the IPA, but then there was a, the other one was a lager. No, because I would have picked up the lager. I picked the church music because the other one was like, oh, that's even worse. Because eventually they had Modelo. Yeah, yeah, they eventually ran out of beer and picked up, went to the store and picked up fucking Modelo and water because they fucking ran out of water. <laughs> yeah, do you go on Arizona desert, like one of the most arid, driest fucking shitholes on the face of the earth, and you run yeah. out of water. And they're charging $4 for water, which was fine because it was the liquid death. It was the canned water. And honestly, like yeah. I was I was actually kind of excited to finally drink a liquid death. I've never had one. I think the I think the gimmick is cool. I wanted to crack open a bottle and drink some water or a can and drink some water. I wanted to see what it was like. But they ran out. I couldn't even try it. So they went to the <laughs> know, store. They they went to their fucking local Albertsons, Kroger, Ralphs, and they bought just bottles of water and still sold them for $4. So you know that's that was pretty gnarly. That was that was fun, but um, it was I don't so know, do, bootleg. The whole thing do, was the whole the, the yeah. Dude, the festival was a complete shit show. It was crap. It was awful. It was arguably the worst festival like I've ever seen in my life. And this is coming from these haphazardly thrown up warp tours in like the two thousands that were that should not have even existed sometimes. And it's this was garbage. This was trash. This was yeah, awful. It, was. it, it really was. There was nobody uh, there. It was hard to get to. Was, they moved the venue th- fucking two times. Day prior, they they moved it again all the way to super east Arizona, essentially. It was really, really a shit show, honestly. Just a giant fucking shit show. And uh, yeah, it just sucks that, that you and I got messed up so bad out for, with our allergies. Like right when Bouncing Souls started, when that, when that pit started, I... I just my my allergies just went nuts. I could I couldn't see straight. My eyes were watering so bad. I couldn't stop sneezing. It was terrible. I've never I've at any festival I've ever been to, outdoor festival, I've never experienced that kind of allergies. Dude, like yeah, honestly like like all the shows that we've ever been to, I've never I've never seen you have like allergies like that. Ever. Yeah, it's it's insane. I, and then it it got so bad where it I'm still recovering from it. Like if you really hear my voice right now, I'm still stuffed up. <laughs> and this was two weeks ago, you know, two fucking weeks ago. And I'm still like, it, it, it went into like a full, full blown cold. Like I got, I seriously was like 
I was so fucking <laughs> sick last weekend. Last weekend I was so sick. But I'm I'm pretty much recovered now and it was not COVID. So nobody, I do know nobody, that. Nobody said it was. I, why, why would, I know. I don't. But it, it was so annoying though because everybody, anybody I told that I was sick, everybody would ask like, oh, you have COVID. You got it. You have to take a test. You have to take a test. Whatever. And the only reason I know it, I didn't have COVID was because Tammy got sick. I got her sick. And then she ended up taking a COVID test and it was negative. So that's how I know I was negative. So like in Arizona, we have the sun that seems to think it's okay to to fuck this this area up with its heat like badly. <laughs> and so nothing like grass doesn't grow during the summer the way it grows in the winter. So you have to change your grass out. We have winter rye and then you you let that winter rye kind of die and then you plant yeah, yeah. what's called like Bermuda, which is like a summer grass. And because the winter rye cannot survive in the heat and the Bermuda summer grass cannot survive in the winter. Because it's too fucking hot. And so that middle ground, which is kind of where we're at now, if you let the winter grass die before you overseed into the the summer grass, it creates like this 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 hay, this this straw-like, this dead grass, but it's not dead, it just kind of goes dormant. So it's not like it's just this weird hay, but it kicks up in the air. And it goes yeah, right into your that. fucking lungs. It goes right up your goddamn nose. It goes right in your eyeballs and in your fucking ears, too. Because my ears were itchy as shit that night. <laughs> so it was just like as soon as the Bouncing Souls started, I mean, the pit just it dropped. It, we, we were there. There was no pit. There was no... But, but like, we, I, like, we, like, you and I both knew the pit was going to start right where we were at. That's why we led, yeah, yeah. we led Mickey, we led Sloan right to that area because like we both knew the fucking pit's going to drop right where we were at. Yeah, it's always like in the same spot. If you've been to enough shows, you know where the pit's the gonna same be. fucking spot. But like yeah. we knew it was going to drop there, and they both were like, "I'm not going in the pit." So we're like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to go in the pit. Look, it's fine. There's nobody here. It's, come over here. Come over here, children. <laughs> come over here. Knowing it's going <laughs> to drop right there, and sure as shit, like it does. All that dust kicks up. I within like seconds, you know, like my literally my asthma fucks me up. I can barely breathe. Yeah. I I'm struggling to just enjoy the music. It's one of my favorite bands of all time, yeah. and it's bothering me and it's, it's horrible so um you know that was that was fun well i i will say too when when the when it started and the pit started i you and i went into the pit and i don't know how you felt after because i only did like maybe three or four rounds in that pit like just three or four circles i did one and i was out of breath i couldn't breathe like i've never i've never experienced that i was actually kind of scared because i i could not catch my breath and i thought i'm not this out of shape like I could still run an eight minute mile and I'm good. Like, but why is this fucking me up? And then, and then everything started to hit the, the nose, the runny nose, the eyes. And then I realized, Oh, it's fucking allergies, but it fucked me up. I've never, I've never experienced anything like that before where I couldn't fucking breathe. I mean, I'm just, I, since, since, since I've moved out here, I've had more asthma here than I've had my entire life. It's just, it's, but like, I know what it feels like. I know, I know my, my breaking point. I know to when like, okay, fuck, now I probably should, I probably need an inhaler at this point. Like I, I know my limits. I know what it feels like. And so I did one lap. I did one lap, but I did like half a lap because the other half I just kind of like started walking and then walked back and I was like, okay, cool. Now's the time where I need to like really focus on breathing. I need to breathe like slower. I need to calm down because this is going to take like 40 minutes. So like the entire time I'm enjoying the bouncing souls, I'm, 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 I'm still in the back of my mind thinking like, do I need Renee to come over here and like drop my inhaler off? Do I need to go like figure out something else? So it was uh, yeah. 
it was it was almost like a waste of a balancing souls souls show but luckily yeah, I agree. luckily the, like the balancing souls have zero stage presence and in doing so they play just non-stop fucking songs just a barrage of fucking like a playlist just they Their don't ever stop so every it fucking so banger good. they played it was unreal and even even some of the new like they played a couple songs off of Comet and it was the best songs from Comet. Fantastic. Like they, they fucking killed. They played the gold song, the only good song off of that record. Yeah. Thankfully, you know, they played some absolute fucking bangers. All the good all everything you wanted to hear. <laughs> they they, they, they did. They played stuff from like their demo days from the good the bad and the argyle all the way up to Comet. They played a little bit of everything. Ended with True Believers, yeah. of course. You have to end with True Believers. That's of fine. Course. I'm cool with that. True Believers is almost to the point now where it's been like overplayed, which is so weird for for like a punk <laughs> band to think like a song could be overplayed. But like True Believers is 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 close to being that. But man, dude, Bouncing Souls are just they're the best. They they are the best of like this era of punk bands. They are the best. Yeah, really, I I I totally agree with you on that. Like the I, they and they like they the played big a four. flawless set, right? Like I the mean, big it, four of, of Bouncing Souls, No Effects, Bad Religion, like Pennywise would be like some of like the big fours. Like th- yeah, the Bouncing Souls are the so. best. The I best. mean, you might want to. I mean, some people would probably throw Rancid in there as well. I, I would. Mean, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. No. I know you wouldn't, but a lot of people would throw Rancid in there. That's okay. So the big five. Rancid, the big five. Rancid is not bigger than Bad Religion for sure. Rancid is not bigger than No Effects for sure. The only argument eh. you could make is Rancid is maybe bigger than Bouncing Souls or than Pennywise. Pennywise. They're definitely bigger than Pennywise and Bouncing Souls, without a doubt. With Pennywise, without I, a doubt, yeah. they are. Come on. I, I would say. Oh, yeah, I would totally say Rancid is bigger than Pennywise, but I don't think they're bigger than Bouncing Souls. They are bigger than Bouncing Yes, they are. Come on. No, no. That You're being straight up. This is straight silly boy talk. Uh, no, because you because Bouncing Souls are massive, and we live on the West Coast. Bouncing Souls are massive on the West Coast. They're from the East Coast. So the fact yeah. that the Bouncing Souls are so massive on the West Coast, they drew a bigger crowd than me first and no effects. And no effects, yeah. They drew a bigger crowd. Like Even Fat Mike said something about it. Like, what the fuck? Like he was kind of, I mean, like you, you can't dog the bouncing soul. You just can't. Like it's like dogging the vandals. Yeah. You can't dog the vandals. So like bouncing souls are fucking massive on the yeah, west yeah. coast, and they're not even from the west coast. <laughs> Dude, they were so they were so good. But then after the after bouncing souls played, and we came back, and then we we left to got another beer, and then we came back to the to the main pit uh, for me first. Uh, I was I was pretty much I was pretty good. Yeah, I was fine. Like it, I think it was I think it was only that initial that initial rustling of of the dirt and and grass that really fucked me up. But after after bouncing souls, I was pretty good. But then once we left and got back to your place, and then the next day, I mean, I was pretty I was pretty fucked up. But yeah. the rest of the show, I mean, I I felt pretty good, and it was also like the adrenaline of the show. I mean, this is the first show we'd been to either of us have been to in over two years. Yeah. So. I yep. mean, literally, the last show I went to prior to this was I saw thrice, like three days before everything went into lockdown, Oof. and that was the last thing I saw. <laughs> so it was the very end, the very end of uh, b- right before the the world ended. So, um, yeah. So this was uh, this was really fun. And me first. I mean, they put on a fucking killer show, and I mean, it started out with with Spike just playing the ukulele and singing, and I thought, dude, what if he, they just did the whole show just that? Like it would it would have been so annoying and so funny at the same time, but <laughs> kicked into a t- kicked into the full band right after. But it was it was pretty good. 
It's good stuff. Great band. I think he started off with I Believe I Can Fly. That's like the big song that he uses the, the ukulele for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I Believe I Can Fly. And then everyone else comes on because the, the half of the song is just ukulele and him. And I remember like like our friend Mickey that went with us is not a big punker. He's just he's just he's an old he's an old soul at heart. Nineteen seventies blues rock is what I'd make fun of him for liking. But <laughs> I did he jammed dude. he loved he loved me first. And obviously like yeah, everybody cool. likes me first because they're a cover band and whatever. But damn, they put on a good <laughs> show. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever seen him, and and I loved it. Loved every moment of it. It it was great and. I mean, as stupid as the joke is, I mean, obviously they've been doing it, I think, probably since their inception. I mean, they, they did it on during Johnny's Bar Mitzvah, but before every single song, Spike would say, this next song's a cover song. <laughs> this next one's a cover song. Every, every, before every fucking song, he would say it. And I, I laughed every time because it's so, it's just so beyond stupid. It's, just, it's, very, it's very subtle, like, like, like self-deprecating humor. And, and then the fact that they say, <laughs> you know, a, People have told us we're the best band in the world. That's, that's false. We're not the best band in the world. No. We're the best cover band in the world. And then they go into a song. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's like self-deprecating, but then also so like pompous and arrogant. <laughs> I know. Beautiful, beautiful then, stuff. Uh, CJ Ramon was, played bass uh, uh, for the band, so that was kind of cool. And then Fat Mike came, of course. I mean, it was, it was to be expected. Fat Mike came out and played like three songs yeah. with the gimmies. Uh, which I thought was really cool. I mean, it's it's just cool to see Fat Mike come out and play with them again. But so that was a rad show. I I, I loved I loved me first. That was I'm so glad I finally got to see them. But our show was the first yeah. show of the tour. Like we, th- this was the first night of the tour. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that was that was cool. And then um and then yeah, then No Effects showed up or eventually kind of showed up somewhat. And fucked yeah, they up were half their songs, but um, dude, yeah. almost every fucking song. <laughs> they fucked up some of some of the songs they had to like start over completely <laughs> yeah they started over like several times and then there was two i think there was two songs where fat mike forgot the lyrics and you can see him yeah. think and then you saw him say ah fuck it and then just like started just jamming on his get <laughs> on his bass and then and then realized like he knows where we're at and then went back into it <laughs> and that's, I mean, it was everything you kind of expect from them that, yeah they're they, just they're shit. That's what I want to see. And when, like when I see No Effects Live, that's what I want to see. I want to see a band that's barely holding it together, but having a good time. <laughs> and like the guy, the guy doesn't miss uh, a fucking beat, dude. Like the guy does not miss a beat. And then obviously, once the sun goes down, the brain goes down. And so everybody's throwing their bottles. Everyone's throwing their, yeah, their cups yeah, yeah. full of pee, full of liquor, full of stuff they probably scooped out of the porter potties. Everyone's throwing shit on the stage. And Fat Mike like never misses a beat. And if something comes even kind of close to him as he's playing the bass and singing, he'll reach over his right arm and like try and slap it back into the crowd. And a couple of times he made contact. He hit like a bottle <laughs> and it went back into the crowd. And then he flip him off yeah. and then keep going. <laughs> Dude, perfect punk it was show. So good. Perfect show. It was so much fun. And and I, I I haven't done this in fucking so many years, but I, I thought I'll just make my way to the barricade, see if I could do it. And I got to the barricade pretty quick, and it was cool being that close to no effects. Um, and and there was this one fucker who was not I don't want to call him a fucker. He's just a, just a guy, but he was wearing like a cowboy hat and uh, and cowboy boots and everything like that. And he kept crowd surfing, so he, he probably crowd surfed over me maybe six or seven times. He just kept going like cycling through, going back and forth, just crowd surfing. And then I don't know if you remember, but there was at one point where something gets thrown through the air 
and Mike Fat Mike had the had his drink on his stand like uh, on the mic stand there was a drink holder yeah and he had his drink on there and this this thing hit it and the fucking drink went all over the stage and it was this guy's cowboy boot he took off his cowboy boot and threw it at Fat Mike and it hit the microphone stand the drink went everywhere Fat Mike's just laughing and yes. there's, like there's fucking liquid all over the stage the, the the roadies come up they're trying to dry everything up and Fat Mike's just cracking up and the security guards know exactly who it is so then the the guy the guy crowd serves one last time and he gets off and the guards like rip him they just like rip him out like off of off of all of us and they just like manhandle the shit out of him and throw him out. <laughs> it was it was pretty so fucking fun. good. Yeah, it was good. It's it's like that's that's what I would expect from from uh, the ending to a no effect show. I wish like the bar was cheaper because I think the crowd would have been rowdier and I think the crowd should have been yeah. rowdier for a no effect show. The crowd wasn't very rowdy. But I, I wish the bar was had the bar been cheaper, the crowd would have been rowdier. Like ten bucks a beer is a little steep. For, yeah, for this I, I for this think, Arizona crowd. I also think if it hadn't been a beer fest, if it had just been like a band thing where bands only played, it would they would have drawn more people in Arizona. I, I mean, I seen video and also being there in Arizona. I mean, it wasn't even half the the venue wasn't even half filled, and it was it, it was really like, shitty. It wasn't even like twenty percent filled. It was, yeah. The reason why those porta potties were so far back on that lawn seat was because they thought that it was going to be filled. Yeah, it wasn't even close. It Not was kind of sad. It was embarrassing. And then, and then the next, the following weekend, they played in San Diego, and the place was just, or it was probably bigger than what, or maybe about the same size as the one in in Arizona, the venue, and it was packed all the way to the back, yeah, just full of people, and it just, it just sucked, like. It sucked for the people that win. It sucked for the bands. I feel, you know, you was, can't even fill half the venue in Arizona, but you go to San Diego and you fucking sell it out pretty it much. Was, it was bad. It was bad marketing, and it was the fact that they changed venues twice, and then the second time they changed it was the day before the show. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, like, we had a hard time finding the place. Like, where the fuck is this place? It's like all the brand new. Like, it was some shit that was probably built like two months ago. I didn't even know it existed. I've been here for three years. <laughs> I had no idea this place even existed. Yeah, it was a big complex too, like a big, like there was like baseball games going on. I know, know all kinds like of shit going little on. kid baseball games going on at the same time. A, a very intense punk show is going on. <laughs> I know, but, but uh, thankfully, we, we we did we did do really good with uh, with the Uber. Oh yeah, you know, ha- have having getting her phone number and then texting her an hour before the show ends and say pick us up. She literally picked us up right at the entrance, so we hopped in the car. We were gone. We left the venue within five minutes. It's, it's, no traffic. It was perfect. Wu Tang said it best, man. It's just cash rules everything around me. <laughs> it's like you, or you, you give somebody cash and you say, hey, can you pick us up at this time? And we'll give you essentially more cash than you would. Because like an Uber at that time is going to be expensive. And yeah, yeah. finding your Uber at that time, like, come on, with the other 5,000 people that are going to be there, like, it's impossible, so... Yeah, yeah, we would have probably been there for an extra at least an hour. Tip your drivers, people. Tip your drivers. Yeah. yeah, that was that was great. That was I can't believe how quickly we got out of there. And she was so she was so cool to us too. Remember when yeah. she was following that girl in front of us? I was walking in the middle of the fucking street <laughs> and she didn't give a shit. She was right on her ass. Remember? <laughs> like she was probably within a foot of hitting her. I was like, Oh my god. This is I, I was <laughs> nervous. I was like, Yeah, this is wow. That's okay. Let's do it. Yeah, she was great. She was so funny. 
But yeah, so this this show this show is what spurred this whole this whole punkarama thing, and and um, mm. I don't know, it was it was a good throwback. This this was a fantastic show. I loved it. I think I'm probably officially done with festivals. It would have to be a really good oh, festival, yeah, yeah. really really close for really cheap for me to go back. But I think I'm officially done with festivals. But I'm glad this was the last one because there's a lot of highs, there's a lot of lows, but overall it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much done with outdoor venues, unless it's a band I've never seen before. I, I'll just stick with indoor venues, especially small venues. Like I, I don't, I just don't care to do out outdoor stuff. Outdoor stuff is never as good as indoor. Because we're not. So. Uh, it's 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 not like a day thing. Like 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 back in the day of of, of uh, what were those uh, Inland Invasion? Like like those days when oh, we saw yeah. Guns and Roses and we were there all day. Oh God, yeah. We're like in our twenties <laughs> though. Like we could last all day. It was no big deal. Like, are you kidding me? That was fucking True, fantastic. Yeah, that yeah. was so fun. Like that was that was amazing, that was and fun, and man. I did not mind that at all. The the family values when we went to that was fantastic. But Even though you hate Deftones, you hate Corn. You I think pretty much I, hated every band that played that day. You hated Stone Sour. I was just oh, dude, Stone <laughs> Sour was the all. worst. That was what <laughs> they I were, they were terrible. I think that was the first time I ever even heard Stone Sour, and I was like, what the fuck is this? People like this <laughs> yeah, shit. Terrible. Dude, the Stone Sour was awful. And the Family Values tour itself was stupid. Corn was fine. But the best part of Family Values was like hanging out and then doing that little paintball thing. Like this, oh, I yeah, don't know. you guys did the paintball thing. Yeah. Like the festival, the festival circuit itself is fun. It is a good time. It should be fun. It should it shouldn't just be for the music. It should be like 80% for the music, but you should also be able to have a good time going there if you're not there for the music. That's what a festival should be like. And yeah, that's that's what that's what like festivals should be, punk and drublick. If you're not there for these three bands, um, you're gonna have a shit time. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly gonna have a shit time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's what started this whole thing of of punkorama. And um, for whatever reason, we just we decided to do punkorama and punkorama six. This is, um, I mean, I haven't listened to all of the punkoramas, but I feel like this is not maybe the best one, but. A good indication of of where, like we were, in our musical careers and what got us into music and what got us into punk music yeah. and, and what got us into everything. Because, I mean, we were born in the eighties. We didn't really grow up in the nineties. Technically, we did grow up in the nineties, but really, like the late nineties and then all of the two thousands were the the formative years of our upbringing. And this is two thousand one. Yeah. This is this is the beginning. We were. Here. This is the very beginning of. This is like. I think this came out right before we got into high school. So I think probably like the summer before high school. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like that. And dude, this this comp in particular introduced me to several bands that have become like real favorites of mine. So I, I think th- this here. just this this one means so, this comp means so much to me. I mean, it it it's fucking awesome. So I guess let, let's start with like our 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 biggest ones, our our most influential most influ- the most influential uh songs for us so so what do you what do you what do you think is the biggest one for you bounce the souls so so for sure like like there's there's like the most influential song and then there's like now my my mid 30s year old self saying which one is my favorite song now um which is not the same but like for sure the most influential song on this is true believers by the balancing souls the only <laughs> the only other band that i had listened to off of this comp is was uh, Dropkicks. So like Dropkick Murphys, I'd been listening to them since their Do or Die album came out with their original singer. But other than that, I had heard no effects. I know who they were. I knew who Pennywise was. 
but I never listened to these bands. The Bouncing Souls was the first time that I I and like when that song came on. That's like four deep, four one two three four, six deep. It's the sixth song on yeah, this. Yeah. It's a pop song. It's a pop song. I don't care. It's fine. Whatever. But it's a pop song. It's easily digestible. It's it's fucking so goddamn good. And that was like that was it. That was like the catalyst that really opened my eyes, opened my ears. I really got into like the punk scene at this time, the epitaph scene. I, we should, we stop calling it the punk scene. It's called the epitaph scene because that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a better descriptor of what's happening here. Um, I, that's when I really got into the epitaph scene was True Believers. So for sure. The most influential song on this album is True Believers by Bouncing Souls for me. Oof. Absolutely. Oh, man. I mean, ba- this True Believers was the first time I had ever heard Bouncing Souls. And and I'll be honest with you, I didn't like the song at all. When I first heard it, it took it took several listens before I finally started to to realize like how catchy and, and how much it, how good it actually is. So th- this is not this isn't the one that, that changed everything for me. The the thing the one song on here that that just blew me away was holding $60 over a burning bridge from death by stereo. That was, this was the first time I ever heard death by stereo was that song. And I'd never ever heard anything like it before. And I, even to this day, this song is absolutely fucking killer. So I, I do want to play actually <laughs> like, both of them. It's, it's a good song, but like, it's not that great. It's, Dude, that, it's chorus, not- that chorus, that chorus, the the back and forth when I know I won't won't back back down. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh my god, dude! And he goes, keep on, keep on, keep on, <laughs> keep on. Don't let him. <laughs> I love it's that good. Song, it's it's solid. It's really good. And it, the whole song song starts out with that, and then it's just like the super fast beat, and it's relentless. It's there's a lot. Relentless. There's a lot of like. The, the, there's a lot of soft parts where everything stops and then it's just a high the yeah because that's how it ends oh, that's how the bridge parts before the keep on part happens and there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows on this part on this song too like just very it's a very dynamic song it's a good song Not fantastic really is, for sure it. this is the first time I ever heard Death by Stereo this this song made me a Death by Stereo fan instantly instantly I, I couldn't wait to go buy their buy their CD which I did I bought the the first record and then the the day of the death the second one, so I it's fucking good. So actually, let's play a little bit of True Believers because we might as well just play some songs. So yeah, here's uh here's True Believers uh, since we already talked about it from Bouncing Souls. Good or bad, I love them all. 
There you go, True Believers from the Bouncing Souls. Also, the bridge in that song where it's just the, the bass and the drums and, and vocals right there. Oh, it's so good. It's a great bridge. The way the way he yells is just it's top notch. It's so perfect. It's so it's so in tone. It's so in tune. Everything about the way he yells just sounds like beautiful, but still kind of like like punky, epitaphy. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and it's the song itself also is a so anthemic, especially when when there's the part where it goes what it's the it's the woes it's the was I guess you could say not woes but they're the was, and they're kind of like harmonizing barely harmonizing with one another. It's oh my god, dude! It's such a perfectly written punk song. I, I, it's amazing, <laughs> and like this, this is this is one of them songs where like it's it's close to being like overplayed, just and that's solely because, like I've just heard this song so many fucking times, but yeah, but then I I I will play like how I spent my summer vacation in its entirety front to back, and this comes on as like the third track, and I think like nah, it's it's still a banger. <laughs> it's, you can't. I mean, yeah, you can't skip it's still it. Perfect. You just can't do it. It is an absolutely perfect song. Um, and, I mean, back to Death by Stereo, too, because I do want to play the, this Death by Stereo song. I just kind of got a little ahead of myself. Sure, um, sure. But, yeah, this this this, uh, this particular song also got me into, like, Orange County Hardcore. Because had it not been for Death by Stereo, I don't think I would have got into Atreyu or Bleeding Through or 18 Visions, anything like that within that, that OC scene, um, had it not been for this Death by Stereo record. And then... What happened was I I, I, I heard this I I loved it and then my cousin burned me a copy of If Looks Could Kill, I'd Watch You Die. Ooh, the first record. I, yeah, he burned me that because it, it's okay. So the first time I heard this, I was in Hawaii, and and I listened to this and I and I fucking loved it. And then he had that that Death by Stereo. I listened to Death by Stereo there while I was there. And then when we got home, he burned it for me. And yeah, I, and then I just became obsessed with the band. And I still love the band. They just put out a new record, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago, and it's fucking great. They're still killing it. Yeah, they're a fucking but fantastic band. It's like it's like you know like they they're a band that have never changed their style. You always know what you're getting yourself into listening to Death by Stereo. They're like the CCR of 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 like this this genre of music. Like CCR really never changed and put out banger after banger after banger. Yeah. And they and they and like CCR, they have a very unique sound. Like yeah. nobody sounds like CCR. Nobody sounds like Death by Stereo. Fuck, man, they're so good. And their drummer at the time, the guy who played drums on the first two records, um, Jared. Yeah, Jared Al- Alexander, who fucking plays with My Chemical Romance now. Like, what? I just, it's crazy. That's like, a paycheck, his drumming is, I, I, It's strictly a paycheck, yeah. I mean, they're, he's completely underutilized in that band because his drumming on, especially his drumming on If Looks Could Kill on that record is... Some of the coolest, the coolest <laughs> drumming I've ever heard. But so. like, but like, like an MCR reunion show, one night is going to pay what he would make in Death by Stereo probably for three, four years. <laughs> probably, yeah. Probably. It's sad, but that's like so really sad. That's yeah, so sad. For sure. Oh, oh that's so sad. All <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Holding $60 Over a Burning Bridge by uh, Death by Stereo. Here we go.
There you go. A bit of uh, holding $60 over a burning bridge, which is another really stupid title for a song, but who <laughs> what cares? Does it even the song's mean? fucking what, good. What does it even mean? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like like holding $60 uh, over a burning bridge. So you, it's, like, <laughs> it's stupid. I don't get it. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Death by Stereo are great. And Ephraim, the singer, he's so fucking nice. He, I've met him several times. He's He's... Such a nice guy, and if you're if you're local to Orange County and you don't already know, go hit up Program uh, Skate Shop in Fullerton because he co-owns it, and he's he it's a great fucking place. If you want to buy anything skate wise, if you want to buy records, they sell records. They they have concerts there every Friday, Friday or Saturday night uh, with oh. like just hardcore bands and punk bands all the time. So it's that place. Program is awesome. It's fucking awesome. So I gotta make I gotta make note of that. Of what? I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, what other songs do we want to talk about? I mean, there's a couple duds for sure on this record, but uh, we don't obviously want to talk about the duds. Um, so what what do you got next on this? What do you th- what do you want to talk about? Uh, okay. I just finished my notes that I want to talk to you about later. So. So like okay so so if we're just talking about this was never pressed to vinyl but if we're talking about just like top heavy this this album is top heavy for sure oh for sure yeah yeah there there are definitely a couple things sprinkled towards the end of it that are absolute beyond bangers but it's top heavy the first mm-hmm. half is so much better than the second half um but like I mean for me one two three four six seven so honestly the first Fuck, 10, 11. So the first 11 I mean, songs for me, minus it, one, are bangers. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I think for you, there's, there's two that are probably not bangers. Yeah, out, out of the first, out of the, the top 10 songs, let's just say, or top 11, yeah, like you said. Yeah, there's only two stinkers, and that's the Hot Water Music and then the uh, Oscar song, Strangled. Because <laughs> that, that Strangled song is fucking terrible all right so this is i, I don't want to talk about hot water music because i just I don't, yeah, I don't i don't care to talk about that either i don't understand it i don't get it i think it's super boring as fuck but let's okay so the oscar one you you've you've disliked for a very long time the and, moment i heard it i hated it and uh, i still think it's terrible I, so so i do i love Oscar. i love this band i love this i shouldn't say i love this band they've only put it like fucking two records but <laughs> this this is this song's really good. That baseline is fucking fantastic, and and it's it's typical cookie cutter like epitaph of this time. It checks all of the boxes, right? It's got like snotty kind of delivery. Everything Ugh. about it is 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 either like goofy but then serious sometimes. It's got a good baseline that's kind of like distorted a little bit but not too much. It's got palm mutes like everything about it is very cookie cutter. Um, but it's a good song. I love it. It's not, dude. I feel strangled. I feel torn in two. And then, and then like, my, dude, my, so fa- my favorite part is, like, towards the end of the song, when, when he ends it with the such a pretty sound into the ground. Whoa, whoa. Like, that's that's my favorite part of the song. But okay. We'll move on from that one, though. We don't have to play it or talk about it anymore. But yeah, I mean, if, you, if you we can play it, I don't care. You should at least just play just a strangled part, and then literally after he says, "I feel strangled," I feel torn in two, and then just stop it. Okay, that's fine. All right, here's uh, <laughs> here's strangled from uh, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel strangled. I feel torn into insufficient amount. There you go. Yeah, that, that's all you need. You get the gist. Everybody gets the gist of it now. <laughs> Ugh. So bad, dude. <laughs> All right. So, what <laughs> what's the other song do you want to do you want to talk about? What do you want to play? Well, the other the other song that I think is a dud is is uh is oh we already talked about that actually. But yeah, the I mean, dude, if you can go top to bottom here in the first ten. Okay, yeah. I mean, gutter, gutter mouth. Can I borrow some ambition from Covered with Ants from that record? I mean, Covered with Ants isn't their best record, but it's fucking great, and this song is really good. It's a great opener. It's fast. With the with the drum beat with all with the toms and everything, that's how you want to start. Not just an album, but like a punk comp. Like what a perfect yeah. fucking song to start a punk comp with. Honestly, I know. Out of every single song on this album, that is the best song they could have started with. Oh, Truly. absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You, yeah, with that that opening drum beat. Do, 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 do. Oh God, it's so good. It's so and then the high get it, and it's and they don't even go into like. Typical power chords, just that. It's like a like a lead it's, guitar. It's line. annoying. It's annoying. Yeah. And then so <laughs> so they, then we've talked about gutter mouth on the pod before, but then like deviants. Yeah. So we don't talk about gutter yeah, mouth. Yeah, come much. with me. Deviants, come with me. This is a band that that I don't I don't know too much about. I I've never heard of them after this. I I've never heard of them before this. But man, fuck Same. dude, that guitar riff is nasty, nasty oh, stuff. I love that guitar riff. Nasty it, stuff. It sounds like shit. Like it's produced so terrible, and it sounds so bootleg. But that riff, the riff itself, is so solid. Like you know, these guys probably could not do that live well enough. <laughs> it's that type of riff. It's like the online songs of of, of like riffage. It's just it's like you're not gonna be able to do it live. It just doesn't. You're not that good. There's no way you're it's that the, good. It's the online songs of Punkorama Six, and it's track two, just like online songs is track two. <laughs> yes. Just a so. top three blink. <laughs> it's not. Dude, Deviates Come uh, With Me is so fucking good. The bass supplements so well. And they don't need like a loud rhythm guitar to fill space. So you really only hear just that bottom end bass line and that higher kind of like guitar riffage with like a little boring drums. That's fine. But yeah, it's like okay. a, but like a lot of people would want to put like just a really loud rhythm guitar in to fill that 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 void. But there's none of yeah. that here. And it's perfect. I, I think that's why it sounds like I said. It sounds kind of bootleg, but it it gives it its charm. It sounds it sounds really good because of that. They they pull it off really well. Beautiful. Um, I'm gonna fuck it, I'm gonna play a little bit of of this song because at, at least just the intro and, and until that because the singing is like just it sounds like that. <laughs> but that that the riff man is so good. So here it is. Come with me from the Deviates. All right, there's, there you go. We just so wanted to listen good. to the riff. That riff's so good. But the, seriously, the vocals are really aren't that bad. They're, they're just good punk punk music of this era. Not yeah. pop punk, anything like they're that. They're goofy, but yeah, they're not bad. That, that, that's yeah. probably the best riff on the album, to be honest. Like, that's... Yeah, I, I would... Yeah, that's... 
That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm looking at all of them here. I think I think it's only iconic riff on the album, but yeah, it's the best. It's the best riff on the album. I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, and then no effects. Bath of Least Resistance. This this particular song is a B side uh, from I think the is it the pump? It's I think it's Pump Up the Volume, right? It's a B side from that, or is it from So Long and Takes Thanks for All the Shoes? It's from that era, and it was it was just released on that that forty track. <clears throat> stuff that B-side. wasn't good enough to be on albums album yeah it was called it was something like that 40 song b-side comp that's what it was yeah was fucking crazy i think it was like it was but like it is... was like 40 or 41 songs that weren't good enough to make it on no effects albums album which is crazy because this is a top five no effects song it is it's stupid it's it amazing. is stupid good and like this really showcases like how He's not a great bass player, but how good of a bass player Fat Mike is because he yeah, is yeah. singing and he's playing just a lot of fucking notes. He's playing more notes than everybody else in the band combined. He's slaying it. It's unreal. I know. It's this song is it it's super super catchy too. I I can't believe how fucking catchy it is. And the fact that it didn't cut make make the cut on any record is is insane it's it's, it's a forgotten song nobody remembers this song because it was on this comp and then the b-side comp and that's it which like people uh, people stupid. will buy b-side comps but nobody ever listens to the b-side comp unless you're me <laughs> listening true, to yeah. rivers b-side comp but that's it <laughs> but like my, my song is so fucking good my favorite part of this is the background vocals it's either it's either hefe or melvin when they're saying like brainwash like those like background vocals. Oh my god, dude! Those are <laughs> so is really cool. Good. So I think it's Mel- I'm pretty sure it's Melvin. It yeah. seems it seems pretty high pitched to be to be Hefe. Yeah, Melvin. He's like the quirkier one. He he does like the weirder sounding stuff. So pretty, pretty sure it's Melvin. Oh man, fuck it. Let's let's play a little bit of uh, Bath of Least Resistance because it's it's that fucking good. So here it is from No Effects. There you go. There's a little bit of a bath of least resistance from No Effects. Even Fat Mike sound he, he has like a deeper voice on this song too. He doesn't sound like his normal self, which is uh it's it's cool. I like it a lot. It's a great song. 
I mean, it's a very, it's a very, very pop song. It's a very pop punk song. And I, I think that's why he didn't make it onto a record is because this is incredibly pop punk and a little embarrassing well, for so a band. Well, so is Pump Up the Volume. But like, nothing about this is hard. Like like Dinosaurs Will Die, they're like, like, like Louise. Like some of these yeah. songs are extremely either verbally, uh, lyrically hard or instrumentally that are very, very hard, very gritty. This one is, is very, very pop punk and... It's a little embarrassing for a band that pretends to be not pop punk. <laughs> I mean, come on, No Effects is, is pretty pop punk most of the time. Oh yeah, they are. They really are. <laughs> it's silly to think otherwise. Uh, and and uh, the lyrics. And there's one part on the song where I, I just love the lyrics. It's where he goes, "So could you please throw my head in a tub? I could really use a cerebral scrub. Oh, Wash away down. what I know. It's an overrated frontal lobe." The yeah, the way he sings it, the, the melody of it, and the lyrics themselves. I can't really use this cerebral scrub. That's that's where <laughs> that that low end of his vocals comes in, right? It's uh, that that's my favorite part of the song. Is that is that particular part? Perfect. That and the, and like you said, like the background vocals too. Man, it's good, man. It's a great song. So. Uh, the next one is is Melancholin. This one, eh, it's whatever. It's a good song. Dude, love Melancholin. Love Melancholin. You like this song a lot, though. I love this. song. It's a good it's one. So fucking good. <laughs> Melancholin is fantastic, and, and we, I've talked about him before, and you've 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 uh, you've dismissed him as as okay before, but Melancholin mm-hmm. is is really good. They're they're fantastic. Um, but yeah, this is this one's from an album by theirs, but that's fine. We can move on. There's a lot of other. No, no, no. We, we can play. I, I don't care. I'm totally down to play it. That's fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Do the there's there's solid like chicka chickas into the chorus though. Good stuffs. <laughs> of course, it's the chicka chickas. Oh god, Bill and Colin's so good. They're fine. I I've there's never been anything that's that's really stood out to me from them. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. They're just like but. they're. They're like the little like they're like the little brother to like the big brother of the big epitaph bands. Like Melancholm was always like the little brother trying to prove themselves. But they always did prove kinda, themselves. Kinda kinda like Lagwagon was that for Fat Wreck. They were the they were the little brothers of No Effects, but were never as good as No Effects. Yeah, I on but like honestly, I've listened to a lot of Lagwagon. I've listened to all of Lagwagon actually. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see how they could ever have held a, a, a light to no effects. Whereas Mill and Colin, there are times when they are almost on par with no effects. All right, all right. I, I don't, I don't really see it. But I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not big on them. So I don't know. I yeah. can play it though. If you want to play it, we could play it. No, that's fine. Dude, we got like four of the songs I for sure want to play. All right. Well, I mean, this this next one I do want to play, and then have Pennywise to. have to Pennywise play. Pennywise with Xene. Okay, so Pennywise like, with Xene. When oh. we first when we first started, I said like, what what was the most important song to me or whatever from this one, and then what is my favorite song now? And th- this is this uh-huh. is my favorite song now. Oh, it's so good. It's the back and forth is amazing. It's disgusting though. Like they're terrible. They're awful. They sound like <laughs> shit. They're so fucking bad. And then you put them together, like you just put like. Like oil and water together, and they mix into something that's disgusting. But it doesn't mix. <laughs> also, kind of cool. Oh man, it it's it's killer. And yeah, they're they're kind of like 
they're out of tune with each other. They're almost off time with each other when they, when they when they sing together. But the back and forth is really good. The riff is super simple but super catchy. I I think this is this is one of the, my favorite songs on the record as well. I, I mean, don't. I think it's, I'm not I'm not what? like an I'm not like an X fan at all. Like I've I've listened to yeah, same, like same. three X songs, so I don't I don't know if she is this bad normally. But I do know that like Jim, I think his name is Jim, Jim Lindbergh or something. I do know that Jim he Atkins. is as bad, Jim Atkins. I do know that that Jim <laughs> from Pennywise is a he's a bad singer, but yeah, like yeah. they just fucking found a way to work around it, and it became like the Pennywise sound. Pennywise have a sound, for good or bad, they have a sound. So I don't know if X is also a bad singer, but they just have a sound around her. But my God, this song is just. It's sung by two vocalists that sound like shit, but it's <laughs> so it. amazing. Like they complement right, so each other's shittiness so well. They really do. So here's a little bit of a "We're Desperate" from uh, Pennywise and and Exine from X. There you go. We're desperate from Pennywise and Exceed from X. Oof. That is quite the banger, man. I love it so Such much. Such a banger. It's it's one of those songs where I forget about it for a long, long time. How and when could I you hear forget it again, about this song? There's what? Yeah, that's crazy. But when I hear it again, it's it's so it just blows me away at how bad and good it is at the same time. Pennywise is a it's band. I, I really, I really, really, really like Pennywise. I think they're fucking fantastic. I think they're so good. But mm-hmm. I think they sound the same a lot of the times because that's just their their sound that they've kind of like perfected. But I think like for sure the person that gets the least amount of of praise is is uh, their drummer Byron because Jim, their vocalist, not a good singer, gets a lot yeah. of praise. Uh, Fletcher gets a lot of pr- praise as their guitarist. But like their drummer, their drummer is the one that drives these songs for. Their drummer is very Tom heavy. Their drummer is very, very anti symbol at times, and he just yeah, yeah, he's like the only punk drummer that really does this. That's true. That's very true. And, and I, he's, think he's, I think he's a solid punk drummer. Really, really great. Him, him, and Fletcher are the only ones that have been this since the beginning. That's it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like Jim, you know, I left like several times and replaced him with your boy over there. That for that one album that you love so much. That one song is so good. Oh. It's so good. Oh man, dude, you're but, fucking crazy. But it's it's just I I I fucking love his drumming style. I I wish I could play drums like he plays it because I love 
I like I like not using a lot of symbols. I, I like I like a lot of, of deeper See, I'm uh, the deeper hits. I love I love just using the hi hat. Oh, That's why I like bottom so much. You like dude don't need to use the symbols. Just just smack around on everything else. See what happens. See what it, <laughs> see what it sounds like. Be a caveman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. No, you were that's what it is. I like I like caveman style of drumming, yes. Okay. I'm not elegant, refined. <laughs> All right. So uh I mean we talked about the Oscar one, Rancid. Do you you want to talk about that one? I, I, I mean I'm not a huge fan of Rancid as as anybody knows in this podcast. I'm not a I'm definitely not a Tim Armstrong fan, but I like this Rancid song. I really do. It's good. It it's good, but it's nothing to me it doesn't stand out like at least half of the record does. No. So, uh, if you want to play it, we totally can. No. I mean, nope. Okay. Uh, Death by Stereo, obviously we talked about that. Uh, Dropkick, the song The Gauntlet. Yeah. This is not, this song's good, but it's not, it doesn't stand out to me as like a great Dropkick song. Right? So this is, um, I'm not like a huge Al Bar fan, even though you kind of, you have to be an Al Bar fan if you're a Dropkick Murphy fan. Well, I mean, yeah, he's been on every record but the first one. But that was the best record, but well, yeah, um, of course. So so like listening to this one, it's it's fine. The best part of this one is its pacing. It just never stops. It fucking just goes on and on and on, yeah. and it it never stops for like a breakdown. It never stops for a bridge. It just keeps rolling, and that's why this song is absolutely fantastic. And it's from like essentially their second best record. Like that's it's it's a ama- it's an amazing record. This is like what the weakest is song. From, is it? This is from Sing Loud, Sing Proud. This is like oh, their, okay, their, okay. their their third record. So like their first record was 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 Mike McColgan. Their second record was Al Bar, but they still tried to be like the first record. It was still fast paced. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was punk. Right. It was hardcore. But then this one is the first time they were like, okay, fuck it. Let's just do something completely different because it's not working. And then that's why this was <laughs> so goddamn good. But this song is on their third record, and it's like the weakest song on this record. So to think that this song is the weakest song on a record is kind of cool because yeah, that record's is. fantastic. And this song's really cool. Outbar's not great, but the pacing of the song is phenomenal. It's a great song. It really is. Do you want, do you want to play a bit of it? Nah. I don't care. You, you I, never want to play anything. I just like talking about them. I, okay, that's fine. Okay, because fine. I have to like thumb through my phone real quick and then play it. So, <laughs> there, I, honestly, there's out of laziness. there's three songs I want to play I, I, off the rest of this comp. Let's there's see. You want to play? Want. You want to play? Raise fist. You want to play? Voodoo Goal Skulls, and you probably want to <laughs> play. I don't know the other third one actually. No, no. Actually, you're only right with one of them, but that's fine. Um, so let's get into the Descendants song a little bit. I think this song sucks. This Original is, me. It's so boring. It's not a. It's not. There's nothing here. There's nothing to it. I think somebody smoked a nug in my house. <laughs> I was like, "Are you still there?" I wasn't sure what happened. Is Mickey over there? What the smoking? fuck? Do you want to go or, check it out? No, I mean I don't really care. Or somebody's cooking something disgusting. Yeah, the Descendant song. This is just not. It, it, it's not a skippable track, but. I don't know, like the Descendants, like these guys are, are essentially, arguably the pop punk originators. Yeah, and I don't hate this song. There are parts of it I love. I love the bassline throughout, but like <laughs> this, this song was kind of just made in that that time period where Milo did actually go back to college and get his degree. Mm-hmm. And so this song was recorded 
but then released like four years later on their next album. So it was just in that weird period. And it's not bad, but it's not good at all. It's forgettable. It's a really forgettable song. I, I can't even tell you how it goes. I mean, I've listened to this comp countless times. No, that's true. I don't. I, I still can't even tell you how it goes. And I, I don't know. It's it's so underwhelming. But whatever. Uh, the next one up here is Pulley. The band Pulley. The song is called Runaway. This is the other song. This is one of the songs I wanted to play. I would. So I, I wrote here. I wrote here that this is the number one song on the album that I love. But I never remember. <laughs> I but never remember plays, this until because I, I don't know why I did. I think it's because it's, it's in between two songs. I think are stupid, and then it, it's, but like I, every time this comes on, like holy fuck, I forgot about this song. And I love this song so much, but I always forget about it. I know, I know. It it's the that the bass is turned up so loud in the mix, it overpowers everything else. Every part of the song, it, it's all bass. The song is all fucking bass. And it, it's on the verge of just being terrible, but I I think it just it has such a cool charm to it, and it's super fast. It's a fucking mess. This whole song is a mess, but it's awesome at the same time. It's one of my favorites on this album. This this particular song, but I never got into Pulley. Did you ever? Did you ever get into them? Um, a little bit for for various reasons. Um, one because like the vocalist for this is is like an ex baseball player. And he was also in a different band, oh. like a different punk band too. They can't remember the name of, um, but yeah, he was like an ex baseball player that 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 played in like the big leagues and and, and coached in the big leagues. And so there was a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of baseball and punk kind of mixed in together. And I thought that was really cool. The fuck yeah. was another band? The band's name Scott Scott Scott. Uh, I don't know Scott something. I don't know what the fucking name was. I don't know either. <laughs> I do know the 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 bass player in Pulley, uh, Tyler Rebby or something. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He was also in Death by Stereo, played bass in Death by Stereo for like eight years or something like that. So he played in Death by Stereo and Pulley at the same time. Uh, and then he, when he, I think he left Death by Stereo in two thousand nine. So he was there between o two and o nine. I think it was. So, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool pretty connection right there. Pretty cool. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what? I'm going to play it. I don't care. It. So like here's uh, here's Runaway from the band Pulley.
All right, there's a little bit of a runaway from Cooley. Uh, yeah, the bass. It's, it's all about the bass in this song. The bass and the speed. So, I love it's I, a killer one, man. I love how when the drums kick in, it's not just like the the one two, the two 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 two. There's a little bit of like a double bass, a little bit of a tom action in there. It's a little, yeah. it's a little bit better, a little elevated. Scott Radinsky, though, that was his name, Scott Radinsky, who was also oh, okay, the, the okay. singer for Night or uh, Ten Foot Pole. Remember Ten Foot Pole? Oh yeah, I remember them. I'm remember sure them. you've heard. Yeah, Ten Foot Pole. There, he was also the the, the singer for Ten Foot Pole, and then for Pulley. Wait, what baseball team did he play for? Uh, the fucking the I don't know I don't know what they're called now, but they were called the Indians. Oh, <laughs> wait, the Indian Cleveland Indians changed their name. They're called like the the like the I don't know they're called I, some. Stupid I thought it was now. only the the football team that the Reds or not the Reds. Who was it? No, they're the called Braves? like the Protectors no, or something. Let's wow, see. that's the Guardians. Guardians, <laughs> the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> 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 If you're going to change your name, change it to something fucking cool, man. Dude, they, they clean them like Voltron. That'd be so Fucking dope. dragons or something. I don't mm. know. Dragons <laughs> would be dope. Isn't that weird? There's no there's no sports team called the Dragons. Honestly, like, like even though it, it, people think it's like stupid and dumb, but like unicorns, unicorns are dope, dude. Like, oh, unicorns, yeah, for sure. Unicorns are a severely underrated, mythical, possibly real animal. I love unicorns <laughs> because, like, you think of a narwhal, right? Like, narwhal is a scary fucking looking thing. The why, are, like, why are unicorns perceived as as, as frilly or, or, or femmy or whatever? Unicorns are dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I would like unicorn. Are you like if you can tame a horse? Okay, fine. But if you can tame a horse with a fucking horn on its head, are you kidding me? A magical horse? Yeah. Fuck well, yeah. we don't know they didn't exist. It's fine though. <laughs> the nar- narwhal exists. I literally had this. Literally, I had this conversation today with literally. Kaylee because she's like, because she was like, if narwhals exist, could unicorns have exi- existed? I said that's that's fair. Like the narwhal, yeah, the tusk is. on the narwhal, it, like it what, is, what does sense. it do? It's like six foot long. Then why can't a horse yeah. just have a, a thing on top of its head that's you know six inches long? Yeah, no, and it, and when you think about it, rhinos have horns. Exactly. You know? You know, on their face. So why, why, why couldn't unicorns have existed? See, and like point? a rhino, too. Like a rhino is an animal that, like, if you are a like, like, like the Cleveland rhinoceros, like that would be a cool name. <laughs> like you're, you're tough. Like why not unicorns? Unicorns, the are Cleveland dope. rhinos, the Cleveland rhinos. That that would have been a cool name. It really bothers me that unicorns get like this bad rap. I, it really does. That's true. Yeah, I think yeah, unicorns are yeah, so cool. cool. <laughs> They don't have to be all white, like get them dirty and stuff. They can be like a normal horse just with a cool fucking horn in their head. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Unicorns are cool. <laughs> they are. They're cool. Uh, they're cool. Yeah, they're cool, man. I, I, I don't have anything against unicorns. Never have. Probably never will. Um, all right. <laughs> Pulley's great. That was stupid tangent. Uh, all. She broke my dick. Is the Dumb. next one. I I like this song. I'm of not gonna play it. Of course you do. I it's it's a it's fun fast, forty it's second fun, song. It's a fun, fast, very actually very fast song, and it's forty seconds. Come on, dude, get over it. Get over it. It's fun. But it's, it's it's just Descendants minus Milo. It's it's what was happening here. The well, band yeah. all I don't I don't understand. I don't. I, 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 what's going on here? 
the song care. is better. This song is better than the Descendants song on this record on this comp. But, yes, but uh, like, it's true. But barely, like in a different way, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. We're not gonna play it. So let, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, okay. What do we got next? We have uh, oh, raised Dude. fist. Yeah. The song different but the same. I want to play this song. This is also a top song on this comp. Never heard of this band prior to the comp, and I was. I couldn't believe at how aggressive a band could sound. I've never, I had never heard anything this aggressive before. And even to this day, this is, I would argue this is probably one of the more aggressive songs I've ever heard. I, I would, I would, I would totally agree. And, and it took me many years to even like let this digest in my system to where, because on, on first listen, I was like, wow, this is just noise. We're just yelling Mm -hmm. and making noise. I get it. That's fun. But it took me many years to really digest it and think, this is this is actually an amazing song. This is one of the better tracks on the album. This is for sure the best track on the second side. If there were this was not pressed to vinyl, oh, yeah. this is the best song on the second side, and this is one of the better songs on the album. Absolutely, absolutely, and I obviously there there are, there are bands that that are heavier sounding, like all the death metal bands, you know, thrash bands or whatever. But when it comes to aggressive music, this is this is very very aggressive and. Like I said, it sounds violent. Like it, it's it's fast. It's I don't know, man. This is such a good song, and the drumming. I've always loved the drumming because it, it is very fast. But he does some really cool fills and some really awesome things throughout. And the vocals are just they're relentless. Like he just he does not fucking stop. I I love it. It's great. So here's a here's a bit of a different but the same from Raised Fist. There's a bit of uh, uh, different but the same from Raised Fist. Like I said, fucking, it, it just punches you in the face the entire way through. I love it. Absolutely love it. I like that that <laughs> that bridge, too. That bridge is just, it's so heavy. And everyone's grooving. Everyone's chugging. And like mm-hmm. the singer, Alex, he's just screaming at you. He's just like yeah. berating you for whatever reason. And it doesn't, um, doesn't quite match up. It's It's... I don't know. 
they're not doing the same thing. Alex is not screaming on on cue. He's not screaming on point. But because mm-hmm. it's so aggressive, it's perfect. <laughs> it works so well. Even just the like the the line is kind of cheesy, but the way he he screams it, the I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. Like it, it's so childish, but it just sounds so tough and so mean when he does it. I I love it. And that bridge, I mean the bass line the or the the bass tone on this song and then that in that bridge is so thick and just gross sounding. I love it. It's like a fucking car trying to start like like some 1950 Bel Air like trying to start like Oh man, dude, this song is so good. And the, the album that it's on is is ignoring the guidelines from 2000. And the entire record is just, I mean, it just destroys you. It, it is so good. It's so fucking, it's so friggin' good. So friggin' good. I The song Working on Wood on that, that particular record is absolutely perfect. Um, I don't know. I, I put this on, I actually just put this on our to-do list to do someday. Dude, just an- another, got, again. got to do this Ray Smith record. Another, like, Swedish band on this Punkorama uh, comp. Yeah, like the yeah. third Swedish band here. Are they maybe they're they're from the Nordic region? What, well, I don't know what country. They're from up somewhere up there. But um, th- I will say though, their last two records that came out in 2015 and 2019, they're not good. Like you want to talk about not being aggressive and just kind of phoning it in to me at least. I mean, the the last two records were rough, pretty damn rough, pretty boring stuff. But ignoring the guidelines, great fucking record. Different but the same. Great song. So that's all I got on this song. Do you have anything else on this one? That's it. That's all, baby. All right. So let's uh, let's jump into what do we got? Fuck, dude. That was that was a lot. Oh, pure trauma from Downset. What do you think about this one? This is um. So like the beginning of the song sounds like it's gonna be like a, like a fucking boss song. And it's a cool song. I like it, but it's not it's mm. not a tier of the album. Hmm. It's not skippable, but it's not a tier. All right, I mean this. Uh, this is another song I wanted to play, but I won't play it. I I th- I love this song a lot. I love that 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 drum that da 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 da, and then go, and then everything just kind of explodes and it, and then ah oh, dude, it, I love the vocals mixed with how heavy it is, and the drums complement everything so well in the song. I I love the I love pure trauma. That's crazy. That's that's. That- Okay, I mean, I, I, like again, I think this song is really good. I think the beginning of this is fantastic. This song is A-tier, this though. song is always on my playlists. It's, it's always on my playlists. I fucking love it. But anyway, yeah. So, so let's move on to um. You can play, you can play the beginning got? of it at least. I because I think the beginning is really, really good. Okay, all play right. The beginning. We'll play a little bit of it here. Yeah, okay, here's pure trauma from the band down band downset. such a tough song like imagine just being in a pit when the song's playing like you get fucked up it's great I, I did not think that would be a song that you would want to play no oh, i love the song like i said it it's always on my playlists it gets me so pumped up it's no nah, it's fine <laughs> it's not a tier but it's fine for me it's a tier so uh beat stakes is is up next with the song uh what is it 
No, wait, not beat. Yeah, that was beat, beat six. Do you like this song? Like at this point, this is where it really drops off real quick for me. I I like this song a lot, but I fucking hate this chorus. I hate the way he says "so let me in." I cannot stand it. Terrible. Therefore, I cannot listen to the song. But I really like everything else about this song. I really do. But God, I hate that fucking chorus. It's the worst. I know his his vocals are not good on this song. This is this is one of the songs that I would that I would skip a lot growing up. It's not terrible, but it's it's skippable for sure. It's it's definitely forgettable. It's fine. It's whatever. Just yeah. All right. Uh, bad religion. I mean, you, you got to have if you're gonna have an epitaph comp, you got to have bad religion on it. Obviously, uh, it's the song I want to conquer the. I want to conquer the I world. Want to conquer the world. This is a great fucking song. I love this song. This is the only album yeah. that I would. I I still look to buy this. Like like Nico's always has new bad religion. This is the only album I'll, you have. This one. But this is the only one I will ever buy by Bad Religion <laughs> on the vinyls. I, I mean, I do have this one, and I think I, I don't think I'd get any other Bad Religion record. This album I, is perfect. I fucking love this album. I think it's fantastic. I that that opening like guitar solo thing, the tone of it, how it's kind of like like you flick the switch down so the tone's down. I think it sounds fantastic. I think it sounds yeah. amazing. I love it. I like his vocals in here because they're super lazy, but the song's kind of lazy. But it's fast. Oh yeah, it's but fantastic. That, that's every bad religion song, though. I mean, he sounds lazy when he sings. He sounds lazy. <clears throat> it never really matches up with the music. And this is this is nineteen songs deep in their own like label. <laughs> I know. Like how cool? How how? But humble. then also, th- at this point, the song at this point the song is I think maybe thirteen years old, fourteen years old. So it's a very old song. Kind of a weird one to put on on a comp though. When you're showcasing all these new bands, you you throw a song this old on there, but whatever. It's a great song. It's I mean, No Control is a, an amazing record. It, without a doubt, I can't believe you don't have it. I don't. I don't ever see it. I I see like literally. I used to see it all the time. Every single one of their albums, except for this one. I used to see No Control all the time. That's why I got it. I got it at program. I got it when we first started collecting, and and I got it at program for like eighteen bucks. I've never. Uh, I've never seen this. Still to this day. Maybe I'll go to program sometime in the next week or so, and because I'm pretty sure they still have it at program, because they have a lot of bad religion there. But I mean, if, if yeah, you I see know, it, then for sure, I mean, pick okay. it up. I, I, I didn't know you. I I didn't know you ever liked this album that much to actually want it on vinyl. It's the only one I that no I would I ever buy. I did, I had no idea. Otherwise, I would have I would have definitely picked it up for you. I just had no well, idea. the same with you. Like, there's no reason to ever pick up Bad Religion because they're not that great of a band. It just. It's but this album is so good boring and so. whatever <laughs> so we're, we don't have to play that the next one is uh fuck what song are we on next the international noise conspiracy oh yeah yeah only lovers left alive oh i mean i this song is fine i'd rather listen to refused they're so I don't know you, different i know i don't know how you can go from refused on from on you know the shape of punk to come to this it's very fucking different. You you wouldn't even know it's the same the same singer. I I I mean for like many years I loved the International Noise Conspiracy. I thought this band was just fantastic. This was like a precursor to me getting into like the Hives and that that sort of sound that that era yeah, yeah. of music. And and I absolutely love this. I love this song. I love this band. I think they're fantastic. But it wasn't until like many many years later. 
that I realized or that I found out that this was a highly respectable, like post hardcore band kind of before. And that's, that's weird. That's, <laughs> that's fucking bizarre. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. I don't think they're, they're not a band anymore. I don't think they've put anything out for years and years and years. So you, this Would you not, actually buy one of the records on, on vinyl? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Really? <clears throat> I think I think I think they're amazing. I think they're absolutely fantastic. And again, there's another another Swedish band. But like I like this I like this like garage rock, garage punk sound. I I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. And to to kind of backpack on the hives, that that the hives are a great band too. Like they're they're through yeah, and through they're a, good. a fantastic band. They're more than just I hate to say I told you so. They have put out numerous albums that are that are bangers through and through. Like that that Venevidi Vici Hives mm-hmm. album, that's the one that had uh, I hate to say I told you so. That's a fantastic album. And but they've been around too since like the nineties. So like all that's these crazy. bands that we think are, are kind of like newer early to mid two thousand bands, like they've been around since the nineties. Like they've been around they've been putting music out for a while. Yeah. Dude, like walk idiot walk band. by the hives. Oh, that was such a banger of a song too. Well, the song the song Main Offender is easily their best song. I love Main Offender. Okay, mm, well, that's a, that's a fucking killer song. And I will say this too: the hives much better than the Strokes. Mm, well, that, different different music, are. but okay, that's fine. Uh, it's still the garage rock bullshit indie shit. You know? Yeah, the Rolling Stones are better than Miles Davis, right? That's that, that comparison <laughs> okay. we're making here. That, okay, Those if, if we're gonna do stupid comparisons, yeah, we That's can go right. all day. Okay, There's, it's still kind of in the same vein. Strokes and the Hives, come on. The okay. Led Zeppelins, come on. Uh, <laughs> so the next song here is Voodoo Glow Skulls. Prior to Ephraim being in the band, this is old Say school. Good night. Old, old school skulls. Um, I've I've never been a huge Voodoo skull, Voodoo. Glow Skulls guy, but this song's good. It's not skippable, but it's good. That's 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 your takeaways. It's not skippable. (laughs) I've never I've never been that into Voodoo Glow Skulls. I always thought they're really good when I heard them, but they're I don't I mean I don't know if I would ever get any of the records on vinyl. This uh oh dude, just one of those bands that that, I I guess I missed the boat on. Oh dude, the Fear Maze their second record that they have it on on the vinyls and. And I lagged on it because I saw it at Program. I saw it at uh, Port of Sound. I saw it when I went to Palm Springs. But like now I can't find it. But like the best the, the version one. of that is, is, <laughs> is in English and then the second disc is in Spanish. And that's like the, the fucking the best one you could buy by them. Like that's the best. I can't find it. Can't see it. The, one, the only one time that you had ever been to Program and had ever been to Port of Sound. Yeah, and both of them had it there. It's it's probably still at Port of Sound. It's probably still at Port of Sound. It goes for dude. It goes for like (laughs) sixty bucks online. Really? Let Let's see. Well, actually, let's go onto the Port of Sound website right now, because they they keep their um their website pretty updated for the most part, except for that corn incident, which I was really so mad. I, I imagine too, program. They, I mean, they would carry a lot of Voodoo Glow Skulls because Ephraim's in the band now. But let's see. What, what's the name of the album again? Firme. F I R M E. Firme. Firme. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Port, there's nothing on Port of Sound, unfortunately. God damn it. Unfortunately. Oh, my God. I wonder if radi- radiation seems like a. 
a record store that would have it though, right? I mean, the punk. <clears throat> I, like I said, I, I've seen it multiple times when we first started collecting, and mm. it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was like buying the Bouncing Souls records. I just I saw them everywhere, and like, okay, this, this stupid punk bands that have a million of these, we just didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. And then you miss out on it. Yeah, it's it's shitty. It sucks because but, dude, the Voodoo Glow Skulls are fantastic. They're an amazing band. I love them. This got me into the Voodoo Glow Skulls was this song, and this is from their symbolic uh, uh, fucking album, and that album is also absolutely fantastic, and, and I love them, and I'd love to see them live. never seen them live. I would love to see them live now, live. actually. Why? Because Ephraim's in the band? Or yeah. That'd be really cool, yeah. Uh, so the they, Radiation doesn't have it either. I just checked. They don't God have that record it. either. So, unfortunately. Out of luck, okay. baby. Yeah. One day. You'll get it. You'll get it. Uh, and then, the, do you want to play that Voodoo Glow Skulls? Say goodnight? No, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, and then there's two songs left, uh, which I honestly don't, I don't even remember what these songs are. It's one's from Bombshell Rocks. The other one's from The Business. So I like, really don't even know what these songs are. Bombshell sure. Rocks is another band from Sweden. And I like how this band just sounds like Rancid. Like that's that's what's happening here, is they sound like Rancid, and there's nothing great about them. They're just very, um, they're very, they're very like run of the mill, mediocre. And then uh, the business, the song "Takers and U- Takers and Users." That's a that's the chorus of that one. <laughs> but the business, they're they're a cute little English English punky outfit, cute little English punky outfit, and uh, you know. <laughs> totally. it, it's fine. They got kind of like a dropkick Murphy vibe to them, but just with mm-hmm. like snotty Sid Vicious vocals or Johnny Rotten vocals. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's fine. Those, those last few songs or whatever's they're not bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, not bad at all, but yeah, I, I really don't remember them. I really don't. That's fine. You're not to remember them. All right. So, I mean, we, we, we tackled Punkarama. We talked about it, got the nostalgia trip in. Uh, with that, I mean, we might as well just rate the record. We haven't done that, or yeah. rate the compilation. So yeah, we we have comp. a our three point our fa- our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album but give it a shot, and zero is uh, the worst thing you've ever heard. So, what do you got? Uh, I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna adjust in this comp based on on what this comp means to me, how this comp affected my my formative years of music, of of playing music, of listening to music, of getting into music, then the rating would be different than what I would actually give it. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm not gonna do that because that's I feel like I feel like I should only reserve those for very, very special circumstances. I've only used it once. I can't remember what I did <laughs> it on. It was a couple weeks ago, but it, was, it no you did it like two three weeks in a row. No, I didn't. I did. I've like, done you it like got a, once. You got obsessed with doing it. I did it like with giving once. the Justin rating. I've done no, it like you did it like three time. weeks in a row. Did I don't like, like doing it row. because it's cheating. No, I did it like once. No, I think I've only done it twice. once, and it was like three no. weeks ago. No, 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 no. It's at least twice. I know you're incorrect because I got mad at Justin for doing it, and then when I did it for the first time, like three weeks ago, I was disgusted with myself. <laughs> oh, it was Hendrix. That's what I did. With, it was with Hendrix. You did, I had to give, yeah. But I had to give two different ratings. I, you I had to did give it, the live Hendrix you did it with Rocky Horror, too. Who? You did it with Rocky Horror as well. Oh, maybe that's what I did with Rocky Horror. 
You did it with both. You did with Hendrix and Rocky Horror. I think with Hendrix, I, I said it's not it's not fair to judge Hendrix based off his his uh, studio recordings. It wasn't like a separate rating. I was just it was it was no. Fair you did to judge him it, though. You gave so. it two ratings. You gave it the Justin rating and you gave it your rating. I think you're I think you're believing what you want to believe. I think you're. I mean, I, I just believe the truth. I think you're Mandeling yourself, Mandeling yeah. affecting yourself. The Mandela but any, effect is not real for me. So apparently it it's work. not because Tyler effect. Um, but but um, this is like th- this this specific comp was just highly influential in in my my musical upbringings, not not just in like the punk realm, but like me wanting to be in a band, me wanting to to work harder at playing like the guitar because I just kind of like started like wanting or showing interest in playing the guitar. At this time, I was playing the viola. I was in middle school and, and I was playing the viola. This was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this was just out of middle school. So I was playing the viola, but like I was transitioning to a guitar because I was going to camp a lot and everybody played the guitar. And so I was like, okay, I kind of want to play the guitar, but I don't know what to play because I'm, I'm listening to like a lot of like old, uh, like CCR with my, when my mom was listening to. So like this is this is a, a highly transformative album for me. Also because it's 2001 and we're what, 14 at this time. We're get going into high school. Nine, nine, one. Yeah, we're like fourteen at this time, so yeah. so it's just it, there's a lot of things going on, and this was just a perfect compilation to come out. The artwork is really cool, even though at the time I had never seen the the movie two thousand one, and so the artwork <laughs> I saw was just like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like this is just very colorful, it's very vibrant, a lot of monkeys. It reminded me of Dookie. It kind of looked the same <laughs> way of that, and so I said, yeah, okay, yeah. I will I will pick this up. I don't know what the fuck 2001 was space. Had you seen? Do you know what 2001 space Odyssey point, was? No, not at that point. No. Yeah, there's no way. Like, I had no fucking idea. It was, it was a, it was a joke. It was a pun. I don't, I don't know. But um, <laughs> this was this was fantastic. So, but like as a as a whole as a comp, I mean, this is. I I cannot give this better than like a 2.5 because there's a lot of 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 a filler. There's a lot of filler, and that's what a yeah, comp is yeah. for. A comp is is there's supposed to be something for everybody. And if you like all of these songs, then there's kind of something wrong with you with your musical taste because you shouldn't have this kind of broad of a of a, of a variety of taste. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That would be boring if you like if you loved every single one of these songs. That would be boring. Um, so yeah, I, I'll give it a two point five just because the heavy hitters are so heavy, but the uh, the weak songs aren't aren't stinkers, but they're pretty weak. All right, that's, that's fair. Like, that's fair. Two point five. All right. Um, yeah, th- this this album is very nostalgic for me too, obviously, and this this shaped a lot of my my musical feelings. Like like I said, hearing Death by Stereo for the first time got me threw me straight into the Orange County hardcore scene, which I just I I fucking loved. I still love a lot of that today. And um, on top of that, you know, No Effects, Guttermouth being on there, discovering bands like Raised Fist. I, it's kind of all over the place, really. It, it is. And it's fucking awesome. But there are, like you said, there are some shit songs. There are some okay to decent songs. So it's obviously not a perfect record. Uh, I would give this a 2.25 out of our three points because there's some just really amazing stuff, but some absolute fucking duds too. So yeah, that's that's what I, I'm, I'm just going to give it a 2.25. Easy peasy. Leave it at that. Okay. There we go. So that's what that's I got. Easy. easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's what I got for that one. So, do we have a uh, do we have anything else to say about this record? 
What is it called? Mm, no. That's it. No? All right. Well, thank you all for listening and listening to us ramble on and on and on. But we had a good time. And uh, yeah, that, that's all. You know you know the drill. Asinine Radio. That's us. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. And that's it. That's all. Winners and losers. There's only one song I could, I wish was just, I, I might scratch it on my record so it skips. That's American Gigolo. So, okay, there we go. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Got palm mutes. Like everything about it is very cookie cutter. Um, but it's a good song. I love it. <laughs> it's not, dude. I feel strangled. I feel <laughs> torn in two. <laughs> I'm going to fucking, I'm going to play a little bit of, of this song because. At, at least just the intro and, and until that. Come on, man. Because the singing is like, just, it sounds like that. Honestly, like, like even though it, it, people think it's like stupid and dumb, but like unicorns, unicorns are dope, dude. Like oh, unicorns, yeah, for sure. unicorns are severely underrated, mythical, possibly real animal. I love unicorns <laughs> because, like, you think of a narwhal, right? Like, narwhal is a scary fucking looking thing. The why, are, like, why are unicorns perceived as as, as frilly or, or, or femi or whatever? Unicorns are dope. Yeah, yeah.